Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! writers. I'm Josiane Fortin and today I'm interviewing Joni Leopold. Joni is the self-published author of two books for kids. Uh, there's one that's called Do You Like Snow? and the other one is Herbert Loves Sherbet. So thank you so much for being here and please tell us a little bit about you. Um, I am a retired marketer. I have four grandchildren which is why I started to turn some of my stories from my kids into books. And um, my other career besides marketing, which was mostly for industrial clients, was that I was a park ranger in the National Park Service at Mount Rainier and a sailing instructor with YMCAs across the country. So I've done some conventional desk type stuff and some non-conventional, not at a desk type stuff, but I always wanted to write. Yeah. So you waited to be retired to start on that dream? Well, Herbert is a much longer poem, and I wrote it for my kids when they were little. So I wrote it 30 years ago. And when they had kids, they asked me to turn it into a book. The other book is, is new. Okay. And um, what platform did you use to print it? Because it doesn't look like you're printing through Amazon. So what have you been doing? No, I printed um, a thousand copies of each. So it was a, for me a decent sized print i actually have had to reprint herbert so that's a good thing and i'm i have been using a company in china um i don't know if i would be doing that again i love the working with them and the quality of the books is great but our trade status with china is evolving all the time and the last time it took six months from the time I placed the order to get them through customs and off the dock, even though they weren't really subject to trade sanctions, they still came in from China. So I, I might be looking for a different um, economical publisher, but no, I, I did not publish individual copies through self-publishing. I actually created a company, banks, FEIN numbers, all the things that the uh, state and federal government asked me to do. Okay. And why did you decide to start your publishing house? It sounds like a lot of work. Um, like I know I don't have one, so I'm just self-publishing through Amazon, just the easy way. Like, why did you want to go through that route? Um, well, my plan is at some point to publish other books, children's books or books that grandparents would like to read to children. Um, I don't feel that I'm a good enough social media marketer yet to offer that. But I'm offering these books on multiple platforms, Amazon, uh, through my own website, at Etsy, through local bookstores, and it was more economical to print larger amounts than individual or smaller ones. I'd be curious to know, like, which one of those platforms gives you more, the, the most sales? Amazon. Amazon. Okay. That's good to know. And um, you told us that the first book is something that you had created for your kids. So um, 
and why did you decide to write more books? Like you could have stopped there and just move on. Like, well, I, I did stop there and move on and do my other jobs. But when my grandchildren were born, my own children said, you should turn that Herbert poem into a book for them. And it is in fact dedicated to my oldest grandchildren. Um, and people liked it and it sold in the local bookstore who was extremely helpful to me as far as pricing and the size of the books and the number of pages and all that. Uh, they took it and they sold out. So I thought, okay, I'll write another one. It was fun. <laughs> I like the writing more than I like the marketing, which is kind of funny because I was a marketer. Yeah, that's, that's weird because that's what your career was about. And now you're, you know, what I found is sometimes it's harder to market our own things than to market other people's thing, because then like it's, it's crazy how it's easier to believe in other people's stuff than our own stuff. Like that's what I feel sometimes. I'm like, I should believe more in myself and what I'm creating. It is hard to blow your own horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was a marketer, you know, for a long time in the hard copy trade show world. And I helped run trade shows all over the world. This is different. Social marketing is different. Um, it's about networking. And of course, I didn't realize until I got into it how much of a full-time job it is, how many followers you want and how to engage with people and create networks. And um, I, I just thought I'd put the book out there and people would find it. So <laughs> lesson learned. Isn't that what we all wish for? Like, hopefully the market will find us and and people will flock and and they all want the book but yeah you gotta go out there and yeah, and talk about it i don't know what kinds of books you write Josiane, but children's books um really hard to get a, an agent and a publisher and especially picture books which is what i write not writing series or young adult novels not fantasy Who created the, the illustration? It looks really good. They are great. So my son-in-law, who is much more computer savvy than I will ever be, um, and I thank him in the back of every book for all the work he's done, he turned me on to a site called illustrators.com. Okay. And one of the things that this site does is it sorts its members by the kinds of illustrations they do. So I found two or three different illustrators who did children's books and I contacted them and talked with them. And the one I liked the best was this gentleman in Florida called Jim Stick. And he sent me some drawings of what he thought Herbert should look like. And that was it. I was hooked. He's easy to work with. The site is easy. Um, that's how I found him. And he does great work. And I, I'm, The, the books would not be anything without his, his illustrations. They're great. Yeah. How long does it take you to write a book? Like the first one was written like a while ago while you were raising your kids. So that doesn't really count. That's not my question. But the second one, how long did it take you to write it? So it probably took me three months to get it in a form that I was willing to show to somebody. Um, I have I haven't been because of COVID, but I had a writing group I belonged to. And, you know, I, um, you can do it like we're doing it on, online, but 
Um, I showed them first and they made some suggestions, which they wanted me to take away the little girl's name and, and uh, just make her generic, which I did, which I think helped the book a lot. And then I have a friend who proofreads them. She worked in the industry. Um, I showed them to my family and to a few people I know online who looked, who enjoyed the other book and they all make comments. Um, I'd say that whole process took at least six months. Okay, awesome. And what advice would you give to an aspiring author or someone that's not quite ready to start? Um, well, I think you should ask a lot of questions. When you find your niche, your genre, whether it's picture books or uh, chapter books for school-age children or young adult books, go somewhere and ask questions. We're very lucky. I live in Northbrook, Illinois, and the book bin is our local bookstore, and Ali Mangarelli, who owns it, has been fabulous to me. She sat with me. She gave me her time before I had ever had anything to sell um, and walked me through what a picture book should look like that she'd like to put on the shelf. And she also looked at the raw poetry before, it's a poem, before there were any pictures at all. Um, so I asked her a lot of questions. I joined two or three local writing groups. And I listened to what people said and I listened to their experiences and I asked questions and I, you, you can do your show and tell there or not, depends how shy you are, but I did and, and they were great. I asked a lot of questions. Um, I read a lot with kids. I dragged my kids, little my grandchildren to the town I live in, took them to the library every time they were here and I read with them and I saw what they liked. and. Um, I went to library meetings, even if they weren't supposedly about children's literature. I went, um, I joined organizations, I got their newsletters, I read all their stuff, I went to statewide conventions. I did a lot of, probably two years of just listening and learning. Yeah, that's very smart, like going to people who know what's selling, what works, and that's a lot of market research that you did. It is. And she told me things like, this is the size book that generally fits on the rack for readers that age. Yeah, Make you wouldn't think about that. Make your book that size. I would have never. That's exactly why the book is the size it is, because she said, this is the standard size rack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's something that's good to know before you order a big box from China. <laughs> yes, it is. What was the biggest hurdle in becoming a self-published author and creating your publishing house? Like, what would you say was the biggest thing that you had to face? Social media marketing. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Um, through Instagram, through tweets, through Facebook, through Amazon, through Etsy. It is a full-time job. I am retired. I wasn't looking for a full-time job, so I'm not as good as it is I should be, and I probably go in fits and starts, but it is a lot of work. I hired some younger people who are social marketers to teach me. Uh, they would send me these beautiful proposals and I'd sit with my computer and look up the words they were saying because I didn't know what these things meant. And I learned about hashtags and I learned about following and I'm hardly good at it, but I'm getting better and it is 
especially with COVID, it is the future. So if I want to sell the books, I have to take advantage of the social media advertising that's offered. And it's offered through Amazon and Facebook and Etsy. And they have great resources. You just have to figure out what's the best return on investment for you. Right. I'm trying to learn Amazon ads right now. And um, right now I'm losing money, but I'm hoping to discover like the right keywords or whatever, the right format that I'm so that I can actually make money out of those ads. We'll Very see. Hard. I agree. Very hard. The same with Facebook. What algorithm are they using? It's going to make my thing pop up. Yep. Very difficult. Do you have some tips on getting more reviews on Amazon? So Amazon, um, for people who are much younger than I am or don't remember, Amazon was a book selling site in its inception. It didn't sell everything in the world. It sold books. So you can't, if you create the world's best mousetrap, I don't believe you can give it to an Amazon reviewer to review. They have to buy it and then review it. But you can with books. You can give people a review. Um, the reviewers a review copy and you have to go in through Amazon admin and you have to set up your bookshop and admin and then you can access a list and I would say the list when I accessed it accessed it years ago was over a thousand names long of Amazon book reviewers and it's just names and emails and then it tells you what they want to review children's books or epic historical novels or whatever they want to review. And I emailed maybe two dozen people. And I said, here's what I've got. May I send you a review copy? Would you be willing? And I got 10 responses that said yes. And that's where I started getting Amazon reviews. It's you can send them review copies. They say it's a review copy. You can also use um, I'm pretty sure it's through the Independent Book Publishers Association. You can get access to something called forward reviews. Okay. And you pay for those. But of all the ones that you can pay for, and there are lots that you can pay for, um, these were the most well thought out. Um, and some of them are published on Goodreads. And you can... You paid for them, so you can put them on your website. You can use them for whatever advertising you want. Um, the Amazon ones you don't pay for. I mean, pay for the cost of the book and sending it to the person. Yeah. Um, so you're saying the ones that you paid for were better than the ones from Amazon? No, no, because the ones I paid for, I can use for whatever platform I want. I can send out postcards with an eye, make a poster. I can use them on Etsy. The Amazon ones will only publish people who directly review to Amazon. Okay. And I have a question. Like, do you, um, like, were you scared to have bad reviews? Like, do they feel like they should give you, like, at least four stars if you send them your book? Or did you get, like, a one star, something like that? I got, I would say, 90% good reviews but I do remember the bad ones. The first book is about a little boy who loves sherbet and he keeps asking it for every meal and his mother feeds him normal food and gives him sherbet for dessert in the evening. And then his parents go away and his grandmother comes to say, and he thinks, well, his grandma, she'll do anything I want. I can get sherbet for every meal. And she ends up doing that, giving him sherbet for every meal. And he does, 
she know what she's doing? Does he think he's put something over on her? And it, I had um, one review that said, it's just so sad to be tricking a grandparent. Okay. Um, I think they missed the point of the book. Yeah. Because in the end of the book, the grandmother knew all along exactly what she was doing, you know, be careful what you ask for sort of thing. Um, no, you, yeah, it's like anything else. If you're going to put it out there, you're going to get some people who don't like it. Yeah, I know. Bad reviews always sting, like no matter like how much thought work you do, how much you work on yourself and you're like, they just don't like it. It's not like the book is not good. They did not enjoy that particular story. And it has nothing to do with us as a person, as a writer. But I know that I got like, not one star reviews, but lower reviews and they sting. <laughs> so, yes. And I also wanted to know, how do you promote yourself as a writer? Do you promote just the books or the persons? So I have been just promoting the books. I have done some readings in my local bookstore, local library. Um, I was about to launch a website to, to um, connect with school librarians through the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators and um, through PTAs to come into schools, maybe make a project with, I mean, it has to, these are books for kindergartners. So there has to be something physically they can do um, about colors with Sherbert or something. But then I haven't been able to do anything for, over, for a year. So mm -hmm. that was my goal this year, but that didn't happen. Um, virtual, some, some reading, virtual readings or things like that. Right. But right. with kids, it's kind of hard. And <laughs> what new projects are you currently working on? So my son and I are working on a book slowly because as I said, I've been busy with marketing and my husband and I, after 40 something years, moved out of our house into a new house. And that was its own adventure. Um, my son and I are working on a book about a little boy who loves trucks. And it's really going to be a picture book about all the different kinds of trucks and his parents trying to figure out, well, we know he wants one specific truck for his birthday. How are we going to figure out what truck it is? It's just a picture book to go through all the trucks and show the different kind of trucks, which is something my grandson loves. He loves trucks. <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. Like, is it because of one of your grandkids like, that's passionate about trucks? <laughs> yeah, the, the snow book is about our granddaughter. She was maybe nine, ten months old, and it snowed. And her mother dressed her up in her beautiful purple snowsuit, her purple boots and her hat with the pom-pom and put her out in the snow. And she just screamed. She was so miserable and crying. And my daughter took a picture of it before she picked her up and brought her in the house. And the picture is of this beautiful white pristine snow with the evergreen trees and this adorable snowsuit and this kid just bawling her head off. And I thought, oh, there's a book in that. That's the funniest picture I ever saw. Okay, that was awesome talking to you. And if people want to know more about your books, about you, where can they connect with you on social media? <laughs> um, so the easiest way to connect is at slowtagpress.com. Okay, awesome. Very simple. I'll make sure to share the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with me today. This is great. Thank you and good luck. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. 
If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!